Hey, hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Shay coming back at you with another episode of the Emmaus Proposition. Man, it's so good to be with you, man. So good to uh, be on this platform, uh, talking about the goodness of God, talking about how Jesus interacts with all of culture, all of life, any situations we find ourselves in, any situations we can point to in this world, uh, whether it be science or culture, media, what have you, man. All of it is from him, through him, and to him, man. And God is God is so good, man. Even in the midst of all the craziness that's going on in the world, and there's some crazy stuff happening, man. I, <laughs> I was sitting here wondering, like, yo, what can I talk about on this week's episode? And, uh, man, the, the sky is the limit, man. The, the world is so flipping crazy right now. Uh, so we just had 4th of July, had a lot of fun, man, set off some fireworks. Yo, them jokes. Yo, me and, me and my buddy, we got some fireworks, and the kids were the kids were all impressed with the little sparklers and, and little joints, and they were, they were having all kind of fun. And then we brought out the big ones we bought, and, man, <laughs> they start firing off, man. Thank God we live in, like, a little cul-de-sac. We were able to keep it somewhat safe because it was bigger than we were anticipating. <laughs> but, yo, we had a lot of fun, man. The kids, yo, hopefully they had some good memories. But, yeah, man, uh, all kind of stuff that we could talk about as far as what's going on in this world. and uh, It's just it's just gross, man, and evil. And all kind of evilness is coming out. And um, it's just not not cute man like whoever think this this is cute right now or whoever think that the world ain't ain't just losing its mind is not paying attention and so as y'all can see by the title the description for the episode i know i've been talking about it for a while that i was going to cover it and honestly man i didn't i don't really want to do a deep dive into it one because Quite frankly, uh, my employment uh, still has something to say about the things that I say in public. So everything I say today is going to be my opinion only. It, it is not reflective of uh, anybody I work for or anything like that. Uh, but what I am going to do, I'm going I'm to talk about Christ and how Christ feels about this subject. So the subject that we're talking about today is politics, in particular American politics. I can't get into the politics of other countries, man, because all of them have their uh, little nuances and idiosyncrasies and and, and particular particularities and all kind of stuff, man. I'm throwing out all kind of big words. Y'all watch out. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I can't I can't speak on other people's politics, man. But I can I can talk on uh, politics uh, here at the home front. And really, how bad it's gotten that we've taken these issues and we've just like politicized them, and it we've allowed it to divide us, man. Stuff that stuff that honestly, quite honestly, should be common sense and used to be common sense as early as like like when I was a kid. Some of this stuff was common sense. Like you, you just don't do particular stuff, right? Now, that kind of stuff is just, it's, everybody's divided on, 
stuff that should be simple. So we're going we're gonna to go through some particular issues where I come down politically. Uh, I will give you all a heads up right up front, man. I, I'm conservative, but I would not call myself a Republican, um, nor could I call myself like a conservative Democrat or anything like that, man. I think those, I think the titles of those two, um, those two systems of government have ceased to describe what it is that we're actually after. Quite honestly, I think what we're after right now is, is, uh, is law and order or lawlessness. Quite honestly, like it, we've, We've gone from um, the majority of people being like in the middle of these kind of conversations, or at least they didn't have to be so like boisterous about them. To now, man, the the political divide is like it's like a chasm between people. People can't be on the same side anymore, man. People people are taking it to the nth degree, and uh, if you've got a friend that that thinks uh, different politically than you. You got to run to your corner. You can't be friends with them no more. Like you can't, you can't have dinner. You can't share the same table. Y'all can't even have a conversation. And uh, I had, I had some friends, man. That we we had um, a little group chat thing going on, video group chat thing. And man, I I would sit and I would listen to their conversations, man. And it's just, it's just I I just disagreed with how they saw life, but I never really, you know. I stick my foot in every now and then, and and literally, like I felt, I felt like sometimes got my foot like bit off. Like they'd be like, "How could you think like that? You supposed to be black. You supposed to think like this." Rah 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 rah. I love them, dude. So I I ain't trying to make fun. I'm just I'm just saying like it's it's a similar story that I hear from other people. Like politics has a way to just like ruin friendships and. Uh, you can't even have a, a difference of opinion anymore. Like you can, you can see the same problem, but because our human minds don't process information in the same way, naturally we're going to have different solutions to different problems. Like that's the that's the good part about being in a culture and society. But man, we got it to the point right now where, man, if you got a difference of opinion from the majority, whoo! It's rough. It's rough, man. It's tough, and um, and that goes on both sides. Like uh, liberal folks do it, conservative folks do it. Uh, they call them uh, people that are far past um, liberal. They call them progressives. Progressives really do it, and the hyper people on the right. I don't know what you call them, but they do it. Everybody got these divides where if if you don't think the same way they think, they think something wrong with you. And so I just wanted to come through and really explore this topic of politics in a way, man, that is God-honoring and Christ-focused. I think a lot of times we, especially as Christians, we come into these political spheres and we just adopt whatever it is that everybody else is talking about. We don't, we don't bring Christ in the midst of the political conversation. Like we'll, we'll listen to, to CNN, MSNBC, Fox News. We'll, we'll listen to that stuff. And then we'll come down these issues according to what they say. And may it never be, man. Like we, we are, 
Second uh, Corinthians talks about how we're ambassadors of Christ. Like so, we we belong to a different kingdom. We don't, we don't belong to this world. We our citizenship is in heaven. We have our own set of politics. We got we got our own set of culture. We live in this world, but we live here as ambassadors. We're we're supposed to be here spreading the message of reconciliation, calling all men to come back to God. Not getting caught up in people's politics, man. So personally, I would call myself, uh, as, as it would relate to how people see politics right now, I would say I'm conservative. But I would say I probably lean more on like a libertarian type of side, man, where uh, let people be free, man. Let let people be free. Like, don't don't try to like pad the government with a bunch of stuff. Don't try to, um, you know, have have all these regulations by by like this the select group of people who can vote themselves their own their own health care for life. And man, that, those folks do not live like normal folks do. And and they're they kind of just kind of circulate their own little pool. And I don't think they care much about people, man, and, and the stuff they're going through. I don't think they understand, like, how their decision-making processes affect people on the ground. You know what I'm saying? So, I was, like, I'm, that's the reason I feel like I'm more, if I had to describe it, be probably more of, like, a libertarian uh, and allow people to have their freedoms, man. Let, let, let people um, protect their own homes. Well, obviously, if there's criminals and stuff like that, definitely have police and stuff, but uh, definitely have a mil a strong military. I'm jumping the gun, man. Let me get let me get into some like I'm gonna get into some some political uh, like columns. I don't know a word for what I'm trying to say. I'm gonna get into this, like some like political points that I'm gonna just come down on it. Let y'all know where I come down on some of those. Obviously, where I stand right now because that's the, that's the beauty about being a human being. Like, as you get older and you get more information, like, you can learn and, and be different. Uh, if this stuff is not um, biblical and orthodox Christ, like, it's all it's all open to get me to change my mind. You know what I'm saying? But as it stands right now, there's some, there's some stuff that's, that's pretty, like, common sense to me. And I think it honors Christ uh, in, in, the, in the most... In, in the most um, beneficial, it, it, it honors Christ the biggest way I can. I'll, I'll say it like that. So let me go through some of these points. I wrote some of them down just so I can stay on track. But, yo, uh, y'all hit me up, man. Uh, I'm, I'm more than willing to have conversations about these. Definitely don't want to by getting mad just because I got an opinion about some stuff. But you know how people do these days. So, um Y'all hit me up if y'all if y'all want to talk about some of this stuff. But this is where I come down on some of these issues. Check this out. Inflation and the economy. So if y'all have not been affected by the the current inflation and the way the economy is going right now, I don't know where I don't know what y'all are going through, man. Maybe y'all got like uh solar a full on solar house with wind power. And uh, maybe you uh, rotate your own uh, composter, your own, like, everybody's poop goes into the composting bin, and y'all 
that do those things, making old soil, and maybe you got an electric car that that's powered by. Uh, <laughs> I ain't gonna get too silly. I don't know. I don't know. Like if you're not affected by what's going on with the world, with the way the economy and inflation is going on right now, I, I don't know what you're doing right. Um, but I am, and so as I as I look at uh, politics, as I look at what's happening in the country right now, as I look at like out here in Nevada, we paying like six bucks for a gallon of gas. Yo, when I was coming up, so I grew up in South Carolina. Y'all see the oh, it's over this side. Y'all see the uh, that that Clemson Paul right there. That's where I grew up, right? And it's in South Carolina, right next to Clemson University. Yo, I remember growing up, we was paying like a dollar for a gallon of gas. And, man, we had six bucks. And it's not like that, like, grew over time. Yo, just this time, like, two years ago, it was, it was like two-something. Now it's six-something. Like, it's not, it's not even, like, we, we take a trip down to California, it's like seven-something. It's crazy, man, and I don't I don't know what it is about. I I I do know that there's some like policy decisions that go into that, right? So you can turn on the news right now, um, and you've got our leaders talking about the reason why there's this this like gas hike is because of the war in Ukraine, and but the gas was going up before that. And so um, when when the price of gas goes up, the price of food at the grocery store goes up. Uh, when, the, when the price of gas goes up, the, the, the cost to heat your house goes up. All these things are tied to the gas prices because, like, people got to get goods and services from one side of the country to another, and they use trucks. It's not like... It's not like they magically appear there. We're not to the point where we're like Star Trek and people are like beaming stuff from one place to another. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy. Like, and flights. Like, so we're, we're getting ready to have like a, like a pseudo family reunion with my family, my mom's side of the family later on this year. And flights is crazy. Flights. I want to say it was um, like 250. I'm not sure if that was round trip or one way. It's like two fifty. No, it was two hundred. It was two hundred round trip. No, it was two hundred one way. So it was like four hundred bucks per person to go to. We talking about going to Arizona. Four hundred bucks for a round trip ticket to go to Arizona. I got a family of five. That's two stacks. It's two stacks for me to go visit my family, and and that ain't even like once we get there, having to like mill around around town, get food, all that kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? So, like, the, the cost of gas is, like, if, if we don't have some kind of policies in place where there's a diversity of different types of energy, then, yeah, like, companies are going to get a monopoly because they know, like, every, when everybody has to come to just one source to get their stuff, then you can raise the price how you want to. That's what a monopoly is. Everybody played Monopoly as a kid. I don't know why this is like, that's what I'm talking about. Like, like this stuff is, it's not rocket science. Like, it's, the, the basic game of Monopoly is if you can control the board, 
then you get all the cash. And so when you when you got a multitude of players and everybody's diversifying, like I get money over here, you get money over here, and um, you give me the horseshoe, I'll give you the dog. Like, <laughs> so, but we forgot for some reason we forget, man. And so when you've got when you've got policies that say, no, nah, we're going to get rid of that type of that type of energy source, and we're going to strictly go toward this other one. That doesn't make sense, man. Put it into the mix. Put it into the mix, and then you start to diversify. And then when the when the market sees that this one, like people are gravitating towards something else, then then the market adjusts, and and then like the supply and demand, all that kind of stuff, works itself out, man. That's it's 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 not it's not hard, man. But for some reason, like we are, we're paying six bucks a gallon, and it's crazy. I've been thinking about asking my boss if I can. <laughs> At least telework once or twice a week, man, because it's crazy just to get to work. Like you, you capping off, like the gas station will cap you off at a hundred bucks. You're like, but I ain't full yet. <laughs> you know, somebody came to work the other day and they were like, they drive like a, like a little mini uh, car, a little sedan, like good gas, good gas price with something. Man, they talking about they almost hit a hundred bucks for gas. I'm like, oh, this is crazy. It's just crazy. Anyway, if I were to look at uh, inflation in the economy, obviously, obviously, I would vote for policies that are more uh, that are more geared to the people. Right? The people need diversity. Uh, they need diversity of choices. And so if, if it means opening up an uh, oil pipeline that goes through North America, I'm for it, man, because that's going to diversify where we get our gas from. That way we're not wholly dependent on one global situation, and then the cost of everything goes up. And, and, and then we got to blame. We got the blame game going on. And so I'm honestly in favor of that. I'm, in, I'm honestly in favor of, like, nuclear energy and coal energy and obviously petrol and uh if if solar and wind if they can if they can capture it the right way from everything i'm being told right now those are not sustainable energy sources even though they're renewable they're not sustainable and they don't they don't give what people actually need in the long term so we're not we're not talking about the immediate everybody's like and i think this is where everybody can agree we're talking. We're talking long term on this stuff. It's not. It's not just immediate relief from the pump. Yeah, that that'd be nice. But no, we're talking about like long term stuff. And I know. I know the argument is like the environment, all that kind of stuff. But but we to to the detriment of everyone right now. Um, we're just we're just kind of arbitrarily making up stuff. For the sake of going away, what's been tried and tested, it's crazy. It's crazy to me. So I'm in favor of um, economic policies that are uh, common sense economic policies that uh, help the majority of people for what's already established. And then, if we want to slow roll some stuff and introduce that into the market. And if people like it, great. If people don't like it and they don't buy it, 
you can't have people coming in that force it down people's throat. That's that disrupts the entire market. Or you can't give special privileges to these companies, but not these companies, because it throws off the it throws off the whole system. Because it's the people at the bottom that suffer, right? So that's where I land on inflation in, in the economy. I will be I will be a, a fiscal conservative, if you would, right? Because uh, I also I, I think that can also go to how we spend. How we, how we spend money and what we spend our money on. Like we, we're spending our money right now on crazy stuff. And I'll, I'll get into some of those things. I think one of them was the military that I was talking about spending on. Um, but if we if we're if we're talking about like national defense, absolutely. If we're talking about border security, absolutely. Like I think that's the that's the role of the government. If we're talking about like pay, paying for. <laughs> For senior members of the uh, of the legislative branch, their health health care for life. It's quite it's a question mark for me. It's like it, it, that goes into the questionable pile, um, and there's some other stuff in there, um, stuff that we should not be spending. Like people shouldn't be forced to spend tax money on stuff that's not benefiting them. It should it should benefit the whole. So. Here's the here's a big one, right? And these these are all issues that I feel like are getting ready to come uh, that are that are really hot right now, and they're gonna they're gonna determine who's gonna be sitting in the seat next in 2024. Uh, and so this next one is abortion. Um, and I would I would be conservative in my thinking on that. Matter of fact, I would say um, I would go as far as to say. This this issue, this abortion issue, is is not only um, a grotesque opinion on one side, but on the other side, too liberally handled. So I think I think um, people that are um, they they say they say pro-choice, but when you you ask them what the choice is, like what are you choosing, the the whole argument centers around abortion. So I'm not sure like. People try to they try to they try to separate the issue and say, well, I'm pro-choice, but I'm not pro-abortion. And like I I, I don't get that argument. Like I, I don't linguistically, as we talk about pro-choice, what's being discussed is the topic of abortion. So we we can try to like play these word games, but they don't work. And so those folks that are are only abortion side i think i think that is a that's a that is a it's a disgusting thing man quite honestly like so we're we're talking about uh we're we're playing in in definitions of human life and as a black dude living in this country whose whose forefathers went through a phase where we were valued as less than human we'll call that racism but when people talk about abortion, they say, "Well, it's not." They say it's a it's a clump of cells, which no, no, it's not. It's a unique DNA strand, and that's scientifically proven. Um, but then they'll say it's a it's a clump of cells, or they'll say it's a fetus, which is Latin for baby human. I think <laughs> like you, there's no there's no way around it. You you can't get around the topic. We could we could try to play these linguistic games. But what we're talking about is ending a human life, 
and yo the the intentional ending of a human life if it was in a court of law would be murder so if, if a dude went through and kicked a woman in the stomach that was pregnant and it caused an abortion of the baby that dude would be liable i think for manslaughter I'd have to check my my legal definitions, but he's getting in trouble. It's it's not like nobody's going to say anything to him. It's in it, in his crime. Yes, it was against the mother mother, but that's not the charge of manslaughter. The charge of manslaughter was against that human life that was now aborted. If a um, if a if someone is in a automobile accident and they were drunk driving. And they kill a pregnant woman, they could and the and the woman dies and her and her baby dies that's in the womb, that person could be charged with a double homicide. Why? Because the court recognizes life. And that's that's life. So like these like these linguistic games, like I don't I don't get them and I and I never have gotten them. Like I uh my mom was fifteen when she had me, my dad was sixteen, and very easily, uh if she was living now like if she was 15 now, uh, culture would have told her it's it's probably best to have an abortion. And yo, so glad, so glad my mom grew up in a different time. So glad that um, the Supreme Court pushed that pushed that off of a federal level and sent it back to the states. I, I don't, I, I'm still not happy that some states are like digging in. Like, just read this thing about California today. They're talking about. You can, you can, the, they're trying to pass a, a, a bill where the mother's protected up to like seven days after the baby is born that she can neglect the child and not get in trouble. So she can neglect the child for seven days and if it dies, she can't get in trouble. That's crazy. So now, so now we're, we move, we move from uh, first trimester, people weren't happy with that. We moved to second trimester, people weren't happy with that. We moved to third trimester, and they're still not happy. So now we're up to killing a baby after they're born. This this issue of abortion, man, I, I think this is this is one of those ones. Not that it's uh, not that it's the only issue, but man, we're talking about legalized murder in our country, and and, and we're talking about people that are the most vulnerable. N name me somebody that is more vulnerable than a person living inside of a womb. They're completely dependent on the mother. Like if if she smokes, they are they are affected for life sometimes. If if the mom drinks, FAS for life. There's no getting around it. There's there's no amount of medication or, or anything anything can be done. Drugs, they're affected almost dang near for life sometimes. Nutrition. If it like if the mother gets too upset as she's with like her husband or boyfriend or whatever have you, they get too upset with each other and they're yelling at each other. The baby is affected by that. Name me somebody that's more vulnerable than a person in the womb. And and that's not to say like that's the last time you care for a human life. No, it's it's womb to the tomb. Like you got you got to care for people, but the that baby wasn't put there by its own choice. Because of someone else's actions, that baby was put there, but you can't Blame the baby like you can't punish the baby and take the baby's life because somebody else is screwy. That's crazy. You can't you can't punish the baby for the sins of the father or the mother. You can't do that.
plus, right? This is the Omago day, man. This is this is the image of God. This is this is life. This is what God has. This is what God has put in this world, man. And and we get a chance to just snuff it out because of nine nine times out of ten convenient. Because they're not ready. They're ready to go uh <laughs> they're ready to go play Big Trouble Little China off in the streets. Um, but they ain't ready they ain't ready to 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 deal with the consequences. Man, that's that's trash. Anyway, I would come down on the side of doing everything we can to protect life in the womb. And uh I think hopefully we're heading in the right direction with that one. And um yeah, I hope, I hope we I hope we go further, man. I hope I hope we deem it as as murder. And, and people are like, people when I say stuff like that, people say uh, you can't you can't classify it as murder. But yo, if <laughs> let's say uh, I forget who it was, but there was a, there was a woman that her husband was cheating on her, and so she hired a hitman to uh, to go take him out. And the and the court charged her with conspiracy of murder, because you can't hire someone, you can't hire a professional to take someone else's life. <laughs> oh gosh, like it's it it seems so like it seems so simple, but we we've made it we've made it convoluted. We've made things convoluted when they don't have to be. Anyway, I would come down conservative on that one, right? The border, the border is one that is it goes back and forth between the two parties. It wasn't that long ago when um, when Democrats were, uh, they were not for, um, they were not for immigration, like a, like a loose immigration policy because they blamed uh, Republicans for taking advantage of people's um, uh, cheap labor. And they said, y'all just trying to, it's just the rich getting richer, and y'all just taking advantage of people, and y'all taking away jobs, and all this kind of stuff, right? And then it flipped, and now it's uh, Republicans that are saying, no, we're not for illegal immigration because we we don't want y'all coming in the country and then taking people's votes. <laughs> y'all trying, trying to stack the chips is what the Republican side is saying, right? And... Uh, so I don't, I, I, don't, I wouldn't say I come down with a party on that one. I would say I come, I would come down as common sense. Common sense is you can't just have an established country with just and just let anybody in, especially a place like America where people want to come here from all over the world. One, but two, people want to destroy America's values, and so when we have people that have taken down the World Trade Center when they have the, the like the Oklahoma City bombings when we have um, when we have like we have it's it, it it's classified as domestic terrorism but it's 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 a lot of times people coming in from outside of the country through like porous borders and so uh, I'm I'm I've been in the military since I was 19 years old like I, I understand security and 
you can't you can't just have an open military base. Nobody would ever uh, think that was a good idea for for us to have just a come on in kind of attitude. No, there's there's gates and there's people there with with weapons. If you try to if you try to jump the line, you know what I'm saying? Like there's there's security and that that's what keeps everybody safe. It even keeps the people safe that are trying to get in. So like if you if you just try to bum rush the 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 fence, yeah, some stuff might happen to you, man. Like there's there's a way in. Take take the way that you're supposed to get in. If you coming in the way you're supposed to, yeah, it might take a while. Yeah, you might need some permissions. Yeah, you might have to do some background checks. Yeah, you might have to learn a lot about the country you're coming into. What are you going to provide? Like all those kind of questions might pop up. But still, you can't you can't just jump in. That's crazy, right? You go to a concert, somebody jumped the stage. The bouncer's going to bounce that person back off the stage. This 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 concept of security is is everywhere. I don't I don't get why it's such a it's such a back and forth issue between those two parties. Like I, I don't understand it. So I would come down common sense on that one. Probably probably a conservative view. Um, control that joint, man. Like I got a friend of mine from El Salvador, and it took him like twenty years. It took him twenty years to become a legal citizen, and he worked for it, man. He had a family. He was in the country. He was doing the right thing. Kept his nose clean. He'd have to go back and and check in like for a long time. Until he finally became a citizen, like that's, yeah, that's. It it might be an opinion that's biased because I grew up here. You know what I'm saying? I'm from here. I I ain't never had to try to go through immigration stuff in another country, so I can't I can't speak to it too hard. But shoot, if I if I was to go off to, uh, like Belize or something like that, there there would be no expectation that I could just go and post up. And think one one nobody gonna say nothing to me. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's Looney Tunes. Um, education and identity. Yo, this this is wild. So we have gotten to a point in our country where like things are nuts, man. So y'all heard y'all heard me on here talking about like Disney, all the stuff that that they're going through. Um, and it all. For for the most part, man, it, it really hit the fan when Disney went through their stuff with uh, the state of Florida. Florida tried to introduce the um, the parental rights bill. Um, people dubbed it the "Don't Say Gay" bill. Disney jumped on, was like, uh, "You can't tell us that uh, that gayness is is not acceptable here in Florida and and all this stuff, right?" And really, what it was doing. It was it was keeping parents informed of when their children were learning sexually explicit material, and so the the bill was talking about yeah we don't think uh, I want to say it's like uh, kindergarten through second grade or something, something or third grade or something something like that everybody should be like yeah no that's that's too young for kids to know about sex, and people got mad. People got mad, and and uh, it has it has come to a head. It's coming to a head that the last I want to say like the last fifteen twenty years, where like you had the folks off in Colorado that were like, we don't want to bake a cake for 
uh, gay wedding. Like that, that's our right to choose who we give our business to. And people sued them, took it to the Supreme Court. You had, um, you had all kind of laws that went down, like over in California, where um, you can't discriminate based on a person's um, uh, sexual identity or, or gender identity. And then that went into like equal opportunity, especially in the military. Like um, gender identity is now one of the protected classes. And so it's been a it's been a slow march over time, and now we're at a point where, yo, know, <laughs> let me say it like this: a few years back, there was a a TED talk, and a person. This lady went on TED Talk and was talking about how we should stop using the term pedophilia because it it shames the person who's just their youth attracted or or however she put it they're youth attracted so they're not pedophiles they're they're just youth attracted and um and that's that's some sick stuff man and so now you've got um, you got this documentary that just came out, and they're talking about uh, he, the guy's asking a question of what is a woman, and people are, are like afraid to answer simple biological questions. We saw uh, the Supreme Court when they were trying to nominate the, the newest Supreme Court justice. Uh, I think her, her response was to the question of what is a woman, her response was something like, I'm not a biologist, so I can't say. It's, that's crazy to me. That's crazy to me. Like we're, but the reason why it's, it's it's become important in education is because that that one pivotal uh, Florida bill where they were like, no, like we don't we don't want the parents of this state don't want their children to learn about sexuality that that early because you had stuff like Desmond is amazing where he went on the the. Good Morning America show or, or Today Show or whichever one it was. And you got a kid that's dressed up in drag that's like performing for adults. That's, that's, that's not right, man. And I'm, I'm not sure when that changed, but it's, it continues not to be right. And people are being educated to not know what a woman is. And they're being educated to to go away from basic definitions like a, a man is a man and a woman is a woman. Like they're being they're being educated in a different way now. And I'm not I'm not trying to throw shade at anybody. Like I said, if anybody gets upset with this, y'all please come come talk to me because it's it can be a, it can be a great conversation. But it's not it's not right. Like as we're messing with children, it's not right. It's not right at all. And um, they're talking about giving children transition surgery, get, like putting them on puberty blockers and uh, sending them through different surgeries before they can hit puberty. That way nothing sets in, not, under, not, not based on any kind of scientific study, because I don't even think a, a long-term scientific study has ever been done for the long-term effects of some of these puberty blockers and all kind of stuff like and I think some of the drugs that they give people are the same ones they use to chemically castrate like pedophiles in prison. And those are the ones they're giving kids. 
So I don't, I don't think any long-term study has been done on this stuff, but I, I, I can I can see the effect that it's had on like friends of ours, like in real time, where the kids are they're confused about reality now, like like they are they are more prone to like drugs because they they need to like dull the pain and um, they're they're more prone to like to like these issues it seems like like and obviously I'm I'm not like a scientist so it's not a a huge study or anything. I'm just just general observation. It does not seem like it's going well when you try to mess around with reality like that. So, um, so that's that's that issue, right? Then you got stuff like uh, critical race theory, which, in in a certain way, I think is like a boogeyman. Like I think I think um, people on the political right have used it as a a thing that's that's like. Um, we don't we don't want these changes in our schools, so we're we're just going to go full force after this thing, right? Because to a certain degree, history has kind of lied, not kind of history has lied about some stuff. Um, we can look back in history, and and this is this is like political uh, politically neutral. We can look back in history on some stuff, and it's it's not the fullness of the truth. So like, how slaves came to America, like we were, we were told that. White folks went through Africa, like if you watch Roots or something like that, white folks went through Africa, they bound up a bunch of slaves, threw them on a slave ship, treated them, treated them all kind of bad, and Plymouth Rock landed on us, right? Come to find out, like we, they, the Africans were selling other Africans. And so the Africans were the first to treat their brothers and sisters like property. And so of course, if if commerce ensues, that person is going to be treated like property. But it was it was the Africans who first treated their own brothers and sisters like property, and then and then Muslims enslaved Muslims, and like it was um, Asians enslaved Asians, Polynesians enslaved other Polynesians, white folks enslaved white folks. Like that, the the problem is human beings treat each other like crap in a dark period of history. But we haven't been able to talk about it and still can't talk about it freely because of the way people land. So it's, it's either uh, you believe in CRT or um, it's either you believe in CRT or you're just a revisionist history person that, that enjoys their white privilege, that doesn't want uh, people of color to overcome uh, the trauma of slavery. Or you're against CRT and and you just want to ignore the fact that history wasn't accurately uh, maintained and that people have a desire to understand their history so that they can understand where they are now so that they can advance beyond where, where they feel like they're stuck. And, and now, because that conversation can't happen, people are like in a weird place, man, and, and we've drawn the lines in the sand and it's not working. And so um, that one is probably like what what we teach in schools. Um, we sh I think there I think there should be an allowance for uh, theories in college. I think that's that's where your brain is able to like digest that information and the concepts that it's teaching, but you you still have what you what you want to hang on to when you're when you're starting to teach 
uh, critical race theory to elementary school kids, I, I think that's a foul. I think that's a foul. I, I think you should um, I think you should not be doing that. Also, I don't think you should be teaching kids sexual ed in elementary school. Um, I, I think as much as people uh, don't want to say that abstinence doesn't work, when you practice it, it works. <laughs> Ain't nobody ever got pregnant if they were abstinent because they're not having sex. And I don't, I don't know, like somewhere in between there, maybe we lost track of, of sexual uh, sexual mechanics and how that how that flows, but if you've lost track, man, maybe you need to go back and study it. Um, I think what people mean when they say abstinence don't work is that we over-sexualize our kids, we put all kind of stuff on TV, and we give them easy access, and we don't really want to parent what they watch and what they say and who they hang around, and so we just want to give them condoms and uh, birth control and say good luck. And that's what they mean by abstinence doesn't work. And that to me is a foul. And so, again, I would come down conservative on it. I think that's conservative. I, I think with the with the CRT thing, man, we just, we gotta we we have to be uh, cognizant of what we're teaching our kids and when. I don't th I don't think uh, I don't I don't think the current method of the way they're pushing. This like white guilt thing. I don't think I don't think that's I don't think that's helpful for anybody. I don't think it's helpful for black folks for a bunch of white people to be walking around with white guilt and all this all this stuff that's happening right now. I, I don't think it works. I, I, number one, it, it it makes it makes it seem like um, you have some kind of privilege over me that I, I haven't been able to enjoy, or like you have access to something that I don't have access to, and so poor me, I don't have what you have. And I need to feel bad about myself, and I, and I need you to stand up and fight for me. I just, that's, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. How, how about we treat each other and, and give everyone the same opportunity to succeed? And those who put in the hard work to succeed, that the cream will start to rise to the top. And and I think that's probably the way it should work best, right? Remove obstacles. Like if there's stuff in the way that there's some systems in place that keep people from reaching their maximum potential. So, like, uh, if if I live in a poor neighborhood and I got a poor school system and my teacher doesn't care about me, give me the opportunity to go to a good school so that I, I can succeed. Let me go to a private school that I can succeed and I can make something in my life. That way my cream can rise to the top. How about that? Constitution. We are in a fight right now where we're talking about the First and Second Amendments, right? So the First Amendment conversation is, I think, is under attack right now. Not the right to freedom of speech, because I think you have social platforms where people have taken full advantage of the right of uh, freedom of speech. But what's, what's under attack right now is the right to religious expression. And I'm seeing it in my position right here in the military that people are... Um, they're saying, yeah, there's other things that are more important than your religious expression. And, man, if, if y'all have never read the history of this country, if, matter of fact, y'all should go back and read the Constitution. If it's been a while since you've gone and read the Constitution, maybe you should. I, I think everybody should read the Constitution at least once a year to remind yourself of 
what your inalienable rights are. It's it's not that the government allows you to have rights. You have inalienable rights given to you by God, and the government cannot infringe upon those rights. That, that's the way the Constitution is set up. So you have a right, the way the country was founded, you have a right to worship the way you want to. Obviously, being a Christian, that means I have to swallow a little bit of a little bit of cut every now and then, because I, I want everybody to know Christ. I'm not I'm not ashamed to say that. I I would wish that everybody was like I am, um, knowing and loving Christ. But I know that not everybody's going to do that. But I want them to have the freedom to exercise their religious rights the way they want to, as long as you ain't child sacrificing, which is another argument against abortion I have. I think it was, I think it's a model, the, the demonic spirit that was behind uh, child sacrifice back in the land of Canaan when God said, I'm, I'm sick of the Canaanites. They disgust me. That, that same spirit that was behind people doing human sacrifice back then, I think is running rampant right now in this abortion conversation. And I think that's why there's, there's such a, like a passion for it from people that are like super pro-abortion. They're like riding, they're riding in the streets because they want to kill their babies. And they're talking about, oh my gosh, like some, some of the stuff I've seen has been crazy. Anyway, right to religious expression. It's, it's, a, it's an inalienable right. It's not to be infringed upon by our government system. That's the way it's supposed to be, right? And then the Second Amendment is the same way. Like we've, we've gotten so riled up and we've... Um, because we've because we've relied on science and not God, right? Like we're we're starting to go away from the knowledge of God and the fear of God and the love of God because we're starting to go away from that thing. We've relied on science instead, and so we we try to science ourselves into morality, and it's not it's not working. So for the Second Amendment, like you've got people that are like, well, if we just if we just ban Automatic weapons that have fixed the problem. You know, that happened like back in the 90s, I want to say. That didn't fix the problem. Uh, and then they're like, well, let's ban semi-automatic weapons, which a, a semi-automatic weapon is just, it's a it's a single-shot weapon, and you just got to pull the trigger. Like, it, it's a it's an automatic loader. It's not a, it's not like a bolt-action rifle. That, that's what's meant by semi-automatic, right? They say, maybe if we ban semi-automatic weapons, that'll fix the problem. Y'all, it's not going to fix the problem. Uh, Canada, Canada just recently said, even handguns, even handguns, we're, ban we're banning handguns. Y'all, it's not going to fix the problem. There was folks over in France, I want to say, and this isn't me diving into their politics, just as an example. There was a dude over in France that grabbed, I want to say, like a hatchet or something like that and was hatcheting people out in the street. Mass, mass murder with a hatchet, it's, it's not fixing the problem. The problem is human depravity. The problem is evil. But since, we're, but since we've, we've clung so hard to science, we're not able to call evil evil. We're not, we're not able to deal with the issue of evil because science can't deal with evil. God can deal with evil, but since we're trying to write God off, we can't look to him for a solution. So there's that problem, right? And, and I, man, that, not that I can guarantee it, but we'll probably follow Canada's lead. But there'll be some states that, that will probably go that way. Um, but if you notice, the states that have the most restrictive gun laws, which they're not supposed to do because 
the Constitution says that you can't infringe upon that right. The places with the most restrictive gun laws are seeing the most gun violence. The, the latest being this one that just happened in, in, uh, in Illinois over 4th of July weekend. And they'll, and they'll blame it on, um, people will try to blame it on the fact that, oh, look, the dad bought the, the kid the, the weapon, and um, look, it was, it was an automatic weapon. See, we should be banning this stuff. The, the issue is evil, B. The, the the issue is not the the tool that was used. It's the evil that was operating inside the person. We need Christ, not more gun laws, right? So there's that. Military. Military is my last one that I'm gonna do because I, I know I'm going long. But check this out. Um, I think I think there's. I think there's a, a fundamental problem with funding other countries' wars while our own military falls apart. And people people will hear that statement. They'll say, well, we spend billions of dollars on our military. Yo, y'all, maybe y'all don't know this. Uh, we're trying to keep pace with our near-peer competitors. Uh, so China, North Korea... Russia, some of these places are exceeding us in, in some particular areas that we're grossly concerned about. But because we're so busy uh, funding other countries or we're so busy, you know, they're, they're paying for, uh, they're going to be paying for, for military members to travel to other states to have abortions or they're going to pay for military members to uh, transition we're pay we're paying for that kind of stuff. Meanwhile, um, our planes are falling apart. Um, we've got pilots that are uh, trying to fly fly these planes, and because we come down weird on uh, certain policies, uh, they're having like chest pains as they're trying to fly these high velocity aircraft. Um, we're <laughs> we're damage we're damaging our military readiness while we're funding other people's uh, stuff that they got going on. And um, man, it's just it's it's not wise to me. But let me tell you why I I come down on these stances biblically, right? I kind of touched on some of them biblically, but inflation and economy. I think I think there's. Uh, I think God is a God of fiscal responsibility. I, I think you see that uh, in Jesus' parable of the talents, as he's talking with, uh, in his parable, the, um, the owner of the talents is giving the talents away, and the people that are the most fiscally responsible, he tells them, good job, and he gives them more. The person who is not fiscally responsible, he takes what he gave the person, calls him a wicked servant, and sends him into hell. I think, I think God is a God of fiscal responsibility, man. Like, I, I think you can see it a few places in the scripture. Um, I, and I think that's one of the reasons why he puts governments into place. So I continue to pray for everybody in my government system, uh, even though I, I think there are certain aspects that I disagree with how they operate. I'm still praying for them. I'm still praying for their success. I'm praying for their salvation. I'm praying that they continue to, to uh, lead well. 
to make us the best place on earth. I think that's, I think we were once a place that everybody wanted to come here and experience freedom. And uh, did we get it right? Did we nail it all the time? Man, no. Heck no. Were we better than most? Oh, absolutely. Hands down. And I, and I think the reason why we had that is because God's blessing was upon us. And, and now we're starting to tell God to go away somewhere, to go off in the corner somewhere. I think we're starting to see less of God's blessing. Abortion. Like I said, I, I think I hit that one already. This is the Imago Day. Like this, this is the image of God that's dwelling inside of another human being. Like life doesn't just happen. Like yes, when a when a sperm and an egg come together, they create a unique DNA strand. But science still hasn't been able to determine what that spark is. Why why this combined with this creates a new life? That's God. That's that's Christ, man. It's Christ who holds all things together through the power of his word. That's Jesus right there. And and for us to be okay, or not even okay sometimes, but even like we don't have an opinion on it, for us to take that position, or even pro, I don't, I don't see how those two things are congruent with each other. Christ, Christ is supreme, and he's, he's the one that's holding and forming that baby in the womb. So our border, border, um, there's, there's an entrance into the kingdom of heaven. Um, and so Jesus, Jesus talked about that in one of his parables that, um, you can't just, you can't just like skip into a king's palace and expect to be received. You, you come by invitation. The, the, only, the only way you receive an invitation is if the host of the party sends you an invitation, like gives you an invitation. That's the only way you come in. And um, yeah, I, I think we're I think we're playing games with people's lives, man. And and that is the Imago Day, folks. That are like you just had like fifty some people died in the back of a truck. That's the Imago Day that 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 got ruined because they're playing games because people are playing are playing all these games, man. And um, that's not right. It's it's not godly. Um, this this is what laws are designed to do. They're designed to protect life, and the, and those lives deserve to be protected. And so the the coyotes that put them in the back of that truck, they deserve to to be prosecuted. Man, the the the, um, the people that look the other way while they come in deserve to be prosecuted. Man, if there was somebody there that didn't check. They deserve to be prosecuted, man. That's the Imago day that, that was lost. Fifty souls. That's 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 not good. That's not good. Education and identity. Um, man, Jesus was serious when it came to little kids, man. He was real serious. He's like, man, if, if somebody leaves one of these little of mine uh, one of these little ones of mine astray, uh, it'd be better if they had a millstone tied, uh, tied around their neck, tossed in tossed in the river. You, you don't want to mess around. And and Man, I obviously I, I'm, I'm I've never been to prison, but from what I hear, even even in prison, man, you mess around with little kids, you you don't come out okay. Kids kids are supposed to be the protected class, and so for so for people to be messing around with with kids in school and and trying to lead them astray and all this kind of stuff, man, God's not happy about that. 
God cherishes the babies. Leave them alone. Second and First Amendment rights. This this is more of a this is probably more of an Americaism, right? Um, but I think, quite honestly, because um, absolute power has the ability to to become tyranny. So when when the people don't have a method to keep tyranny in check, it power is always going to try to. It's it's a self feeding it's a self feeding organism. So the more power people have, the more they try to gain. And for those for those folks that that um, they're in office and they get there, maybe they maybe they go there with the best intentions, but but when they get there, man, that power corrupts absolutely, man, and they start making these decisions and they start seeing stuff and they start making choices that they say, well, we need to control people. And the only way to stop a government from controlling you is for you to be able to protect your own. And so definitely an Americanism, but I can guarantee, man, hey, straight up, if, uh, <laughs> if some of these Christians in some of these countries would be armed, I bet you wouldn't have the government kicking down the door super hard. I bet you they would think twice about it. I bet you if uh, if back in this in this in um, the slave trade days, when you had people all over the world that were that were capturing more, um, they were capturing other groups that were more vulnerable. I bet you if they'd have had some weaponry weaponry to to fend people off, I bet you they wouldn't have gotten captured. Like that's it's it's the way that people protect themselves, man. And man, especially their right to worship, how they see fit. That's that's a fundamental right, man. It's people people say that uh, drinking and and eating are a fundamental right. The right the right to worship God as you see fit is just as important as as drinking water. Jesus said, "I am the I'm the living water." Anybody who drinks me will never thirst again. You don't think that's more important? As he's talking to the woman on the well, at the well, she's like, where can I get this water? You're like, it's me. I'm it. And so when you have a government that comes along and says you can't worship freely, we got, we got to be able to protect it, man, because we're seeing what's happening in other countries. People think, oh, that's not going to happen here, man. Yo, if you would have told me 10 years ago, five years ago, that a person wouldn't be able to say, to define what a woman is, I'd have called you cuckoo. Stuff is changing. Stuff is changing quick, man. And if you if you can see it happening in other countries and you think it's not going to happen here, you are cuckoo for cuckoo puffs. And then the military. Uh, I am, obviously I'm biased on this because of my role and my position. Uh, There's, God has afforded um, the people in this world to have governments. The governments in this world, in this world, um, they use the military. I wish they didn't use it for political reasons. Often they do, but quite honestly, man, especially in the position that America has been in up until this point in history, um. We were we were helping bring a knowledge of God into certain places, man. Like there was there were some places, man, where they were it was just straight evil. And we would show up on the scene 
to places like Normandy or uh, some places in Southeast Asia. And people were like, thank God you're here. We, we, needed, we needed salvation. And God provided. And um, yeah, man, the, mil the military is important, man. And I think uh, God, God has used the military for some really good things. I think the military has done some very bad things. But what do you expect from my from an institution whose king is the prince of the power of the air? And so we try to we try as much as we can to bring Christ into every situation. Like I said earlier, we are ambassadors of Christ, uh, and we're pleading in every sphere we go into. Return to God. Be reconciled. Confess your sins. Come back to Christ. Everywhere we go, to include the military. Like we, we have that message. And, um, I've seen it. I've seen, I've seen people reconciled with God in my time here. I've seen people like completely against it and severely dislike me because I, I told them that I represent a different kingdom. Uh, but you know what's bad? I've also seen it in my friendships when I tell them I represent a different kingdom. I've seen it in some family members where I tell them that, um, yeah, the, the opinion you have is not is not Christ-like. People get mad. They don't like it. People like their politics. And I, and I think people like their politics is because they get caught up in the system that they can see and they forget they're a part of a different kingdom. Don't forget you're a part of a different kingdom, man. Like you're, you're a part of the kingdom of God for those who are in Christ. Um, Paul tells Timothy, don't get caught up in civilian pursuits. Your aim is to please the master who sent you. That, that, is, the, that is the mindset we're supposed to have as we walk through this life. Yo, especially with politics. Like politics right now, where, where, where I think the Bible says that money is an alternative master to God, I would say where we are in history right now, politics is an alternative master to God. Like, we, the people pursue politics. Let me put it like this. There's Christians that pursue politics more than they pursue God. There's people who spend more time watching uh, Fox, CNN, MSNBC, CBS, whatever, whatever their news source is, they spend they spend more time doing that than they do trying to deepen their relationship with the with the ambassador that sent them to a, a hostile land. They they forget the message of the one who sent them, and instead they adopt the message of the land that they're supposed to be speaking out against. We're supposed to be pointing people to the living God, not participating in the in the wilds. Of the of the wild place we live in, sometimes we get short sighted and thank the Lord, thank the Lord for Christ, who came and as and as Hebrews talks about, knows our weaknesses, is not is not caught off guard by what we fall short in, but in every way has been tempted just as we are, yet it was without sin. So we can approach the throne of grace with confidence, 
we receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. That's the God we serve. As, as Jesus' Lord came to this earth and, and put himself through, like, like Jesus wasn't caught off guard by politics. When they tried to check him on, on the issue of taxes, right? Um, they flipped Jesus a coin, and he says, whose inscription is on it? They're like, Caesar's. He's like, yo, give the Caesar what's Caesar's. The gift to God what's God's. My, my kingdom ain't got nothing to do with Caesar. I put Caesar in play. He's my pawn. That's what, that's what Jesus would say, right? He's my pawn. I run this. Give me what's mine. I, I, I don't care if you give away your taxes. I want your soul. We can't get caught up in politics. And when we do, if we do see the world from a political lens, we have to land with Christ. We have to. We And check game. If, if everything you agree to is perfectly aligned with, with one side or the other, like if you can't see the other person's side, that, that political opponent over there, then, then you have put your politics before your God. Your, your God is probably your, your political party. Your God is probably your political party. And it's a dangerous place to be. And, and there's a syncretism that happens, right? So there's a, uh, now the, the right has been dubbed the, the evangelical right, where um, as people are talking about, like, this is what God would have wanted. This is Christ. This is how we see Christ. We think Christ would have came down on these issues. The people on the other side say, ill yucky is what they say. And then you got people that are uh, on the opposite side, and they're like, I hear what God has to say, but but I'm living in the earth right now, and we need we need solutions to these problems right now. And so what good is it to save a person's soul if you can't feed them? <laughs> I don't think that's a godly position to come down on, man. Uh, Jesus would have come down. He said, um, if, you're, if your eye is causing you to sin, pluck that joint out. It's better to enter heaven with one, <laughs> with one eye. It's better to enter, enter into heaven with one eye than to writhe in hell. If your hand is causing you to sin, cut that joint off. Rather you, I'd rather you march into heaven sing, singing praise with one hand, like getting it, than to go into hell. Je Jesus was concerned with the person's soul, man, primarily. Yes, he said to feed them and clothe them. And he said, for those who don't, for those who didn't do it for the least of these, they they get sent to hell too. So I'm not I'm not saying don't care for people. And this and this is where we have we have to understand what both sides of those conversations are. That's why we can't get ingrained into one side or the other because we have to be able to see both sides and proclaim the gospel to both groups. We have to. You can't just primarily be a Republican pastor. You can't do that. You can't primarily be a Democratic pastor. You can't do that. You have to be able to point out the shortfalls on both sides because God is not concerned about our politics. God's kingdom is, is going to supplant ours one day. It's going to it's going to burn these things away. He's going to supplant it with his own government, and and the government will be on his shoulders, Christ's shoulders. And everything. When you look at the Book of Revelation, there's no more tears. There's no more sadness. All the stuff we're trying to accomplish with our politics.
Christ does with a, with a snap of his fingers. We need to point people to Christ and not these political parties. We need to stop coming down so hard on some of these things unless God is completely against them. But you got to be able to understand where God is coming down. Read your Bibles is what I would say. Come down these things. And, yo, if I'm wrong, praise God, man. At least I'm learning. Y'all come holler at your boy if, if I'm wrong because I would, I would love to chop it up and hear why uh, abortion is not murder. I would love to hear a rationale of why God is okay with the killing of a newborn. Not, I'm sorry, not a newborn. A, a person in stage one of life. They can't even make it past stage one. I would love to hear a, a biblical conversation on why that's okay. I would love to hear a biblical conversation on um, just allowing like a loose border. I would love to hear a good biblical conversation on why. Um, so I'm not I'm not a pacifist, as y'all can probably tell. But I would love to have an in-depth conversation about how pacifism was the way of Christ and how how we should just give up our weapons to a government who who may one day turn into tyrants. We have no idea. We don't know what the future holds. I would love to have a conversation like that. And I, and I do understand, like, the way history has gone, man, the blood of the saints is the seed of the church. And so in a, in a real way, not, not having a Second Amendment right would help Christianity thrive in a way. I don't think I want to, I don't think I want to, like, advocate for that. I don't want to advocate for that. That's crazy. Um, but what are your political issues? What 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 is it that you see that's going on in this world? Uh, how are you seeing Christ in the midst of it? As Jesus was walking on his way to Emmaus and he's chopping it up with his disciples, maybe one of his conversations was politics. And he was, he was chopping it up like, yo, I don't want y'all to get too deep into it, man. I want... I want y'all to be able to pray for both or all because they're going to get wrapped up and they're going to think that their ways are better and they have to know that their ways are not going to work. Only the way, the truth, and the life, only his way is going to work. Only Jesus' way is going to work. I, I like to think that was a conversation he's having. What conversation do you think he was having about politics? Where do you think I'm wrong? I'm okay with that. Y'all hit me up and let me know. Um, I love having these conversations, man. This this is this has been a fun one, a long one, and there's so much more to say, man. Like I could I could have gone on for another few subjects, but I'm gonna I'm gonna stop it and I'm gonna wait for some more conversations. I'm gonna have Sean back on, who is pretty much an anarchist. <laughs> He's pretty much an anarchist and. Uh, we like to have some back and forth with politics, and Seth is the same way. I haven't had Seth on yet. I'm looking forward to having Seth on, man, because the Drinklings, y'all don't even know. The Drinklings are about to take the world by storm, man. Mass media from the Drinklings. Um, but, yeah, man, I love y'all. hope y'all doing good, man. Please, yo, make sure if you're on YouTube, like, share, and subscribe, man. All that stuff is free to y'all, but it helps. It helps, uh, it helps the channel, man. It helps. The more we talk about Christ in the public sphere, um, the more we're fulfilling the biblical mandate to be his ambassador. 
Ambassador doesn't just sit around twiddling his thumbs, man. We're out. We're out talking about Christ and, and everything. And if, and if these conversations can help you have conversations, whether you agree or disagree with me, yo, it's a win. As long as Christ is proclaimed, I'm straight. Uh, if you're listening over on the podcast, yo, thank y'all for the love, man. Serious up. Thank y'all for the love. Keep listening. Keep sharing the link with folks, man. Like we're trying to we're trying to boost the subscribers over there too, the listens over there. And um, man, I love y'all, man. I love y'all. Hope y'all doing good. Let's let's keep loving each other in these crazy times, man. Let's not come down hard on this political stuff. What we come down hard on, man. Let's come down hard on grace. That's that's what we need more of. We we need we need the grace of God to rule supreme. And as God is getting ready to prepare his kingdom to just murder this one, um, let's prepare our hearts, man. Let's continue to love each other, continue to love the love uh, the people of this world because they need Christ. Um, so let's introduce them. Let's introduce them to our first love. But yeah, love y'all. I'm going I'm to wrap it up there. Hope y'all doing good. Hit me up if you need me. And until next time, grace and peace.